0: all right what's going on everybody this is episode number 41 of the first and frame rates podcast i myself is vf baller and i have my two excellent co-hosts with me you know they're back and you know when we all get together it's always a good time um today we're gonna we have various topics but before we get into those topics i want my guys to introduce themselves bills you
1: can go first let us know what's going on with you Chilling, chilling. It's been a bit of a slow week, but I guess that's good because I could, um, you know, take my time and play Red Dead Redemption 2. Other than that, just rehearsing some songs for these gigs I'm about to start doing and um, done a little bit of recording, but nothing too too much. So, yeah, I've been good.
0: That's good. Cool, cool, cool. Still grinding, still doing what you got to do. Nothing wrong with that. We all should be grinding to be better, be great, and do what's best for others in our circle. DJ, what's going on? How's the new job working for for you?
2: And that's what's been keeping me off the show. It's been get back too late on Wednesday nights. But you know, other than the new job, everything's been good. Redskins are five and two, top of, tops of the NFC East. And um, that's
0: actually surprising. A lot of people yeah didn't, a lot of people didn't look at look into that and thought that'd be the case.
2: Hey, with the team, the way they're set up right now, it's a throwback. That's basically what I see It's just a straight throwback.
0: Yeah. Speaking um, of that, spe- yeah, speaking of them, well, we're going to talk about these trades in the NFL and you you, your guys had a pretty decent trade. I want to talk about, um, we're also going to talk about this, uh, 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 situation in Maryland, um, just mm. pretty much been breaking news throughout the day. Um, I haven't really been uh, up to speed on it, but that's where my co-hosts, these guys come in. They know about it more than I do. And, uh, like I said, with the trades, the Maryland situation, but we haven't really talked about the game and stuff because last time we got cut off. So we definitely going to go into that first. Um, everybody know that Red Dead 2, Red Dead Redemption 2 was just released, um, this week. And, um, it's been getting a lot of attention, a lot of praise, um, Personally, I think it's a very, very good game. I've been on it ever since I've got it, and um, I, I'm not saying I can't put it down because I've been playing some NCAA 14 as well, but this is a very immersive game, and it's um, easily, I, I think it's easily the best game of this generation. You know, I can't th- i can't say Last of Us because that was a, actually a PS3 game. Um, Uncharted 4 is nice, um, but uh, no, I don't think it's better than this. I, I can. I made a case where I thought this game was slightly better. Well, God of War was slightly better, but once I started to think about it, if God of War was on the level how it was last gen when it was God of War Three when it was more a little bit open, and they used that type of mechanic for it, I could make a better case. But I think Red Dead Two is is easily the best game of this generation. Um, I. I'm going to let you guys uh, have at it and let you guys uh, talk about your experience with the game. Y'all can pick who go first. You can go, you can,
2: you can go first. Of course.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I already have it as a top three game of all time, in my opinion. Definitely probably first or second that I've played. Um. It's just the graphics are amazing, but it's an afterthought when you look at the gameplay aspects, I mean, um, the hand-to-hand combat is ridiculous when you're fighting somebody. The gunplay is amazing. Um, It's so organic. Everything is organic. It's a living world, a living, breathing world around you. Uh, People that you have interactions with, you know, they recognize you if you cross paths with them again. Um, You have other things, like uh, I talked to DJ before about Um, he brought up the fact that the rocks slide when you're walking, um, on that type of surface, you also have situations where you have a lot of choices you have to make. Whether you want to save somebody that's hanging off a cliff, things like that. These things come back to, well, could possibly come back to bite you later in the story. I mean, overall, I've just never seen a game that is this organic and this, um, just intuitive and immersive honestly
0: yeah I I can agree I mean I I always thought that I even though Grand Theft Auto 5 you know it's it's still another rock star game was a really good game and I know this may be not popular but I didn't find Grand Theft Auto 5 as immersive as Red Dead Redemption 2 I'll be honest I haven't found Grand Theft Auto 5 as immersive as Grand Theft Auto San Andreas which, me personally, I think that's my personally, my one of my greatest probably the greatest game of all time for me. Because, I mean, that game that game changed the way I looked at games in general. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just another topic. But, um, as far as everything that you said about the game, I think it's spot on. I, I mean, I just, I can't disagree with anything that you said. Um, I've been on the road straight and narrow trying to do things the right way. Maybe it'll come back and bite me, but I've been doing so much killing in other games. So I've been trying to do the right thing to see how it goes. And DJ, I know you talked about this earlier that you weren't trying to do all that. So uh, <laughs> let, let everybody know. So, yeah, exactly. So let everybody know your experience with Red Dead
2: too. Man, I spared nobody. Well, I have spared a few people here and there. But, you know, horses can catch it too. So... <laughs> hey, you ain't seen oh.
0: the videos of horses that kick your ass.
2: yeah just just let everybody know just go follow me on twitter dj81 on twitter you see the video well actually no it's a picture i actually have a video of me robbing somebody after they didn't speak to me so my 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 experience just like bill's is organic so i know in that in that little clip i said hi to the person he didn't speak too kindly so i was just like let's rob (laughs) this (laughs) nigga. I let him go past, oh. and I put on the mask, <laughs> and then, then I ambushed him and just walked up on him. was like, he "Hey, wanted no give smoke. Give it up.
1: He <laughs> wanted no smoke at all."
2: Nope, just tossed me his little coin. Got like, what was it, dollar forty-three, dollar sixty something, which Yo, was hey. a lot of money back then. I was just, about to say,
0: I was like, "Yo, you came up."
2: Mind, you know, dollar sixty-three now don't mean shit. So it's one of those things where the the Features the gameplay features like that are pretty cool the interactions. Yes, they do remember. They do remember what you do your decisions your choices. They all matter and Really the finer details like Bill's mentioned uh, the rock sliding if you like encounter loose rocks on the cliffside The euphoria engine is very much present in this one, I've actually ran into a case and Bill's was a witness to it, where I was uh, chasing somebody Mm. and I wasn't able to, my horse didn't jump over the fence and it literally ran into the fence. The horse fell (laughs) and I flew like face first. I did a total face plant. Shout
0: out (laughs) to Backbreaker, before
2: (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) And you know that horses trust is we- is real the chemistry. Has, oh, here. yeah.
0: Yeah. I've noticed that, too You,
2: you, like, you have to lying. constantly pet the horse. You have to constantly feed it so it doesn't go underweight it, it also the core system the way you have to take care of yourself. It's like it's bringing elements Let me, let me just say it like this. They bring elements from San Andreas GTA What was it? GTA San Andreas? Yeah, because and in they, San
0: Andreas it, you had to take
2: care of your body in San Andreas And then when you talk about the fighting and the combat system from GTA 4, and also how with the gunplay, certain body parts you shoot gets a different reaction. You know, it's not like, I felt like Grand Theft Auto V dropped the ball when it came to the gunplay and the fighting mechanics. But with
0: Red Dead Redemption, it looked like they went back to Max
2: Payne 3. Yes, That's exactly what happened. I'll say this just real quick. As far
1: as the hand-on-hand combat, I'll say this. This game that I'm about to bring up, it sucked other than this. Stranglehold. Okay. Stranglehold had intuitive mechanics for combat on that game that was pretty much the only saving grace for that game. I, Other I than didn't, being able to dive fin- side to side and shoot. I mean, it, the game sucked. Yeah, I didn't finish that game either.
0: I know what you mean. Though. I didn't. Finish it
1: was. It. it was. It was garbage. It was. It was. Garbage. It did have destructible environments. I mean, it was. It was garbage. The story was bad. It was. It was just bad. But as far as the hand on hand combat, I definitely get what you're saying with the GTA 4 comparison. Stranglehold was similar to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, a, lot of, a lot
0: of people don't realize yeah. that GTA 4 their hand-to-hand combat was like really, really good.
2: Yeah. Right. No, and one off too, right, no one. Those ragdoll physics too. Right, because no one. Because what GTA Five? They when they took that step back, it was like everybody you can drop with one punch. And even even with Red Dead Redemption Two, going back to GTA Four's combat system, not everyone, you know, takes the same amount of hits. Like yeah. you can literally one hit quit somebody. Right, and the counter. And, and,
0: and the counter punches was like really good in in GTA Four too. Like. It, mm-hmm. it it felt real how they would duck and dodge a punch. It's like they brought that back, so that that was great.
2: And you can grab and 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 toss to the side. I think. Yeah, I think you at least you can grab. So I think I know I you. Can, I know great. you can toss
0: them to the ground because I know I had a fight in the saloon where I I, I tossed somebody over a table.
1: Mm-hmm. So but I, something quick with the with the chemistry with the horse. Um, I had a situation where we were climbing a mountain and we saw a bear and my horse started to go batshit yeah, crazy yeah yeah he
0: will he will get spooked if you see a bear yeah. yes
1: so you had to pet it and you had to make sure that you he was okay. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and reassure him you know everything's all right because we weren't even going to take that path like i went around the other way because that horse would have dipped on me yeah. i know for a fact it would have i mean also if you if you continue to to bucket and bucket and bucket it and, and, and try to make it sprint, 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 sprint. It'll actually buck you off. Yeah,
0: I remember that from the first Red Dead. Yeah. The first then, Red dead, I, yeah. I, learned, I learned the hard way playing the first Red Dead. He was. He would stop and just, just throw you off.
2: <laughs> there's, a, there's another fine detail that I don't think a lot of people talk about, and I, I talked to Bills about this earlier. When you hunt, you use the dead eye function mm-hmm. to see where your scent is going. Right. Yep. So yeah. that way, it that adds that element of okay. Well, I'm hunting. I'm, I see deer yonder, and if my scent carries towards them, I'm probably not going to get too close. But if I can do, I think you can. If you can um, have your, if your scent's going away from them, you can definitely you'll have a better chance of, of sneaking up. Right,
0: because if they smell get you, shot, yeah, because if right, they smell you, they'll go away.
2: And then on top of that, it, you can craft cover scent. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. like many things that you can do. And then they you you do have a bow and arrow, so you can use a bow and arrow, rifle, pistol, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But it's all the but even while you're hunting, there's still random events that could interfere with hunting and other activities that you get to do. It seemed like the activities that you're able to do, it's like they put GTA's online features and sets mm-hmm. into Red Dead Retention 2, single player. Another so. thing
1: that's small but I think is really nice, they borrowed from Hitman, was you can pick up a body and hide it. Yeah, um, I, I did that I earlier. killed somebody that I got in an altercation with and two, and two guys riding horseback came around and saw the body in the bush and actually reported it. And I thought I hit it well enough, but I didn't. Right. So that's just another interesting
0: thing I I, I think just, I mean, Rockstar And the Grand Theft Auto series And and now with Red Dead Redemption I mean, I think they've done a masterful job At creating a world Instead of just creating a game I mean, when you got Grand Theft Auto 3 And you first saw, you know The 3D world was living in Liberty City And you saw everybody Mm -hmm. moving You thought that was a big deal Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you know, that was a big deal back in 2001 It was like, oh my god, these guys, you know, got it and then mm-hmm. they just kept expanding on it. I mean, obviously they took a step back from San Andreas to Grand Theft Auto Four, but the the pe- you know, like the elements are still there. Like they haven't lost a step even when you thought they did. So And that's
1: the one thing in Red in Red Dead Redemption 2 that they have that I wish they had in GTA five was dudes that you have smoke with, if you like you should be able to see them around town. And it should be like smoke on site. You know what I'm saying? Like it should be If I see you, like, it's on and popping. Right. I guess you have to do missions. You don't have to put the main bosses on the street. But if his boys, his cronies are out there, you should be able to see them. You know what I'm saying? It makes the world seem a bit more interactive. Like, even in Watch Dogs, if you were wanted, you were wanted, like, constantly. So a cop couldn't just drive past your car and not notice you, even if the cops just pulled off their search. You would be wanted again. Right. So that's one of the things that they need to add in GTA, what they've already added in Red Dead Redemption 2 is just that feeling of like the ongoing story, even when you're just in your leisure time driving around, you should still have to be aware of your surroundings and the people that you're around.
0: Well, I mean, you gotta think about it. I mean, GTA is is still, you know, it's still the catalyst of the of the games. But mm-hmm. at the same time, they, they build off of one another. I mean, you look at from Grand Theft Auto 3. Now, I'm not going to talk about Grand Theft Auto 2 and 1. They were like totally different type of games. Yeah. But when you look at Grand Theft Auto 3, then even when you they went, they went back in time with Vice City,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, all of a sudden your antagonists could talk. Yep. You know, they had motorcycles then. And San Andreas was like, no, nah, we're not going to give you a city. We're going to give you an entire state. So San Andreas was like three cities in one. And then, yep. you know, and even with Grand Theft Auto 4 and San Andreas, it took a step back, but still, you still had other elements that was in Grand Theft Auto 4 that kept branching on. Then mm. Red Dead Redemption came, and then, you know, Grand Theft Auto 5, and then, you know, you had all these other games that they just basically built off of. And I'm not even talking about the Max Payne's, how they used the weapon wheel for Grand, the- mm. uh, for Grand Theft Auto 5 for Max Payne. And then yeah. Max Payne 3 they took the shooting and, and they put it in Red Dead 2. So, I mean, literally, they took, like, if you get a nice little kill shot in Red Dead 2, they have the slow motion from Max Payne 3.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so, I mean, like you said about the situation with the cops and all the police knowing who you are, mm-hmm. GTA 6, I, I promise you it'll be there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because... I mean, I mean, a even, lot of hold people on, hold want,
0: on, be- Before you even say yeah. something, look at the other Rockstar or the 2K game that came out, the, the tennis game. They basically yeah. took top spin and put it in Grand Theft Auto V. Yeah. You know? Because, so like,
1: I mean, it's like, that's the thing. GTA V, everybody was so amped about all the activities, 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 mm-hmm. but half the time, if you run into people that you have smoke with, that could be an activity within itself.
0: Right. So it's like
1: would save them from having to come up with all these different leisure time activities that they had and you know it would make the game less repetitive because in the environment that they were working in michael franklin and trevor they could run into people at any time right because that's just how much how much smoke they had around the city you know what i'm saying so so, I mean, um, like I
0: said, yeah. best believe, what you were talking about, I'll probably you, in yeah. GTA 6, they'll probably have that and then some that they'll probably build on the next Red Dead, or if they decide to make a pac Mac. well, I'm not gonna say Max Payne 4, because Max Payne is a totally different type of game outside of the open world of mm-hmm. the, you know, the Red Deads and the, so basically they'll build off one another as far as the Grand Theft Autos and the Red Dead Redemptions, but um, yeah, I mean, what, what you guys think at the end of the day, is this like easily the best game of the generation?
1: Yes. Um, I'll say there's a couple I, of yeah. games that are close, but I would say that this one is um above the rest. I'm,
0: I'm basically trying to take all the sports titles out of it because, yeah, I mean, course. 2K19... I've been that. Right, yeah. 2, I mean, 2K19 has a case, but that's a sports title, so it's, it's a niche title. So as far as a game, you... Is, is sports titles are they really games or are they, we're just playing sports? You know I what said,
1: I mean. I said the ones that come close: Horizon Zero Dawn, Uncharted 4, and God of War. I can't.
0: I can, say, think uh, of it. I, I, I can say Horizon Zero Dawn has a really good case. on um, God of War, I, like the ones you mentioned, do have a case. But this possibly, like I said, I could probably say this is the best game. I, I want to get more into it than no because the things you can do in the game. Takes a lot of time, but I need to know like with the storyline and how way it goes, will this be a memorable game when, like, the not the PS5, but let's say the PS6 come out, or yeah. like when the, the not the next Xbox, but the Xbox after that comes out? Because when you look at gaming and games that are memorable, people still have fond memories of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas,
1: and you that's know, why, despite the fact that GTA 5 might be the deepest game of the series GCA4 actually has the highest metacritic score.
0: Right, see that's what I'm saying, it's like what dude? See, that's another thing like best game of all time or, or one of the top games of all time is the ones that are most memorable. I mean, a yeah. lot of people still remember Metal Gear Solid 1. It's like oh, a, yeah. a, a phenomenal yeah. game, you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. so, you know, I'm not saying that it can't be, but you know, I when you really look at it, I think history will tell us what it is because people I mean, my God, people still swear by Metal Gear Solid 1 like it's one of the greatest ever, you know? I mean, even some of the Solid Hill games. Resident Evil 1. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, those type of games. But um, Anything y'all want to talk about on top of that as far as gaming before we jump into the other stuff?
2: Uh, I think we can go into the other stuff. I said all I needed to say about Red Dead. I mean, we, we we,
0: we, we could talk about Black Ops 4. Ah...
1: Not really much That's to okay. talk about. I mean, it's it's a really good game, and yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot better
0: than I thought it'd be. It, it really oh. is.
1: You know what? You know what? You know what? Um, me and DJ, uh, blackout. So I got a story. Oh, so you got okay. it on PS4? Yeah.
0: All right. Good to know.
1: So, <laughs> me and DJ, we played. What was it? Four games that night? Five? Yeah, we
2: played like four. four I think five games. Yeah. Four.
1: That so. Means- um, yeah, cause we played four and then we took a break and we were tr- looking for the, the footage. So yeah, f- five games. So, um, we had like minimal success. The first couple games, we just kind of had bad luck based on where we dropped, but the fourth game, everything just kind of came together and, uh, we had a couple hairy situations we had to get out of, but we got out of them. And we finally got to the final two. Well, I should say the final five. We were in the top five. So there was a group of two. There was a team of two that went up and killed a guy that was by himself. He was running solo because his teammate was dead. And um, the circle was closing in. say the storm was closing in. And I was like, DJ, you want to just go after these dudes? He's like, yeah, fuck it. So he gives me covering fire. I go around and flank one of them. I don't got no damn bullets.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's VF. Oh and wow! They, and they were, they were clearly focused on me because I was I had an LMG and I was just like just firing bullets away and I I got clapped in yep. the, in the process of it, but it was enough of a distraction that if Bills would have had some bullets. He probably would have taken them both out and we would have won.
0: Oh, that's awesome,
2: dude! I had a
1: I had perfect positioning. The dude had no idea where I went. Hell, he might not even... Well, I'm sure he knew I was in the game, but he had no idea where I was. I would have rolled up and shot him and his boy at his back turned too, but by that time, there was no gun to pick up or nothing. We were just like, out of luck. Uh, so that 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 sucked.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that does suck. But uh, I mean, I, I need to get on that with y'all because I, I mean, I've played like the... Con- Control is a mode on it called Control. I, I'm, I'm like fascinated with that because it's like you take areas or whatever on the map. I haven't mm-hmm. really gotten a Blackout, so I mean, you know, anytime this weekend if y'all want to play.
1: You know what I'm saying? For a couple of games. is
2: really the, the shining star of that entire game. They just released an update to where they upped the player count for Blackout for single to 100. So it's a fish. instead of it being 88, and I think all the others are 88.
0: Okay. Still. So, um, I, I, I think they did a good job with this Call of Duty. I really do. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, because Call of Duty's just been stagnant for the past few years. And I think this is the first time I actually say, hey, I, I actually like a, a Call of Duty I would
1: say this is definitely the best one since Black Ops 2. i it's really close.
2: And I have to actually say that Battlefield, I'm like, everyone knows Battlefield has been in trouble mm-hmm. since. The get well, well, they they go.
0: Since they got away from the battlefield four genre or <laughs> aspect.
2: Well, it's it's that it's the fact that now they're doing their loosen like they loosened their interpretation of past wars. And it's just like now they got into the PC agenda and stuff like that. And it's just like, no, just stick with the formula you have with Battlefield One, just correct the gameplay errors and add in the battle Royale, which was the last straw because the battle royale for Battlefield yeah. would be ready until early, what early two thousand nineteen? Yeah, I think it's like the, show, I think it's that like that March or something and like that.
0: Yeah. I think it's like March or something like that.
1: And honestly, as a preference, I really would just prefer for them to come back to modern times, man. Yes. It, 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 exactly. It, it, just give just give us a Battlefield four point
2: five or, <laughs> uh, yeah. or you know or a Bad Company. Or a Bad Company three. Yeah, exactly. That story it's is still time. unfinished. It I mean, it,
0: it's amazing. Enough. Like Battlefield four is like still an amazing shooter to this day All like right. people are still playing that game not even on not just on pc but console i mean i think i posted it the other day like i did the comparison to the, the hard line to for 4 on pc like no there were literally like 23 people on hardline literally So Yeah, and, and, and battlefield 4 has like their servers are like completely full i'm talking about like 64 players full on pc i haven't looked at the servers on ps4 or xbox one But it's amazing how that game is still, you know. Listen, Battlefield 4, you you can't say it because it's a PS3 game. It's probably still like the best shooter of this generation.
1: But see what's crazy is that's how you know Hardline was bad. Because Black Ops 4 is still popping. But if you go on World War II, there's still a lot of people on World War II. Hardline just was not a good game. The concept was great. The Concept was amazing. The execution yeah, it was, was horrible. I mean, it the, I mean, God, better. do you remember the first day we played in the respawn spots? We're oh, just God.
0: Oh. I think, I think man, you had that one time when the game was actually fun. We was chasing people with RPGs in the cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like yeah. the only time it was fun. After,
1: Hotwire was the only time.
2: Yeah,
0: because we was chasing people in the cars and blowing them up with RPGs. But what like that? after that, the game was
2: terrible it was bad. that game would have been good as an expansion pack yes but that's what it felt like. and not a full-fledged 60 dollar game with a premium like i
0: don't to that that's so, what it felt yeah. like it felt like a battlefield 4 extension it even when
1: they showed gameplay at e3 it still seemed like an expansion pack it didn't seem like it was a full game
0: now one thing i will say they did an amazing job with that trailer that trailer was amazing Oh yeah. They they oh, yeah. sold the hell out of the, they they sold the shit out of Battlefield Hardline.
1: That, oh, yeah. that trailer made you want to buy the game. The issue was the game only had like two good maps and those two good maps had horrible
0: spawns. I, I think I think at the end of the day when you're playing with cops and robbers and mm-hmm. you got people running around with machine guns, it, it just it's just it just that just wasn't a good fit. And right. the
1: melee weapons that they had were very OP.
0: Yeah, the nightstick was OP. You can hit per <laughs> It was, like, it was like, was it was so like the, night, the like the nightstick was the equivalent to the knife melee in Battlefield 4.
2: Yeah, it was. Well, what about uh, the past Call of Duties with Commando Pro and stuff like that? Everybody <laughs> oh, no, remember that?
1: It's even worse now because they have a riot shield with a machine pistol. Yeah, yeah. God. Now,
0: one thing I do like about Battlefield Black Ops 4 that like, you, yeah, you know to what me. i mean that's what i meant to say call of duty <laughs> jesus christ that just goes to show you how much i play call of duty i don't play it much oh, I, i'm a battlefield guy sorry but when you play black ops 4 the one melee i do like is like when you literally use your hands you use your fists
1: and you punch oh, yeah. the shit out of i do like that is when they have armor you get a hit
2: marker which yeah. is
1: complete. Other bullshit. Oh,
2: that's funny. Remember, Bills? I got a kill by like just beating the shit out of somebody. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, yeah. That, that's crazy. what I'm
0: saying. It's like that. That's one thing they did great. I, I love that because I, I got somebody like that one time. I beat him up. He had his gun and he just didn't see me coming. And I said I beat the hell out of him and killed him. That was
1: cool. But I swear that's one of the funniest things you can see is some is two people land in blackout and neither can find a gun and they just start having a hands fight. Oh. My God. <laughs> It is, it's one of the most entertaining things you ever want to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy! So, all
0: right, so let, let's jump on to another topic. I mean, gaming—that yeah, just goes to show, you. yeah, we do game. We know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But um, let, let's talk about these trades in the NFL, man. A lot of trades happen more than usual. Um, yeah. You had uh, the Texans get Demarius Thomas. You had Golden Tate go to the Eagles. You had DJ—not mm-hmm. um, DJ, DJ Swanger, that damn chicken. I'm talking about uh-huh. him. Ha ha, Clinton Dix. I'll ah, yeah, He exactly. went to the Redskins and it was another trade that happened too.
1: Um
2: uh Dante Fowler. Not, That's Dante. right.
0: Dante Fowler went, yeah, went to he the, went um, the, he went the
2: Rams which was ridiculous. Was up. that that is wait, nasty. Wait a minute, and I'm seeing that Terrell Pryor went to the Bills. What? Does that count? It said new Bills wide receiver Pryor makes his case I in quotes I can ball. So I'm checking this out right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't think that was a trade, didn't the Jets Hold let up. him go because he was hurt?
2: I think so. You
0: to know he said they
1: wasn't cut because, of, oh, yeah, he was cut. Yeah. Okay. Because they said they were re him when he got healthy.
0: And then Bill said, "Fuck that, we're gonna take him hurt."
1: Bills' wide <laughs> receiver run prior on if he can play quarterback. See, this is Again. what I was they, thinking before. Quarterback. That's probably why they picked him up. See,
0: this is what I was thinking. Like, even before you know, you know, we talk about these trades. I was wondering why no NFL team really, really pursue trying him at quarterback because he's not a bad quarterback. But
2: yeah. It's been so long since he's played that, quarterback and now you're asking yeah. him to possibly transition back. back I, I agree.
0: I agree. Like, I agree. Like now, yes. But I'm talking about when he first came in the league, they just threw him out there. So now he threw a couple of footballs. He was behind center a couple times, but nobody really took the time to say, you know what? We want you to be our guy see what you can do. Because at Ohio State, he wasn't that bad.
1: No, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. No, I mean he was drafted as a quarterback. When he went to the Raiders, and then uh, things sort of went downhill. By the time they started having that coaching,
0: yeah, I, I, I uh, blame that on personnel, man. I, they, yeah, they, 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 you can make His a case. Receiver
1: was Jacoby Ford.
0: Yeah, I think you can make God. a case where they probably sabotaged that dude's career by doing that. Of course, he, he, of course. Terrell Pryor probably would have had a better year, um, career if he actually just played quarterback and nothing else. I'm glad
1: Justin um, Miller went to. The Texans and, you know, they already had a good quarterback situation where he didn't get forced into playing quarterback because he actually is a really good receiver.
0: He's a better receiver than quarterback. I think I think his QB vision was not as good. I think he benefited. Uh, He kind of reminded me of Troy Smith. He kind of benefited from a talented team. He, He benefited from a talented team and he actually has an arm. He just didn't have the vision.
1: Yeah, he was more so athletic. I mean, Braxton Miller was incredibly athletic.
0: Bra- Braxton Miller, Troy Smith, G- J. T. Barrett, all three in the same. But anyway, um, who do you think were the winners and losers of the of these trades? Man, I, I gotta the see Reds the Rams
1: were a winner. Oh, I I agree. I agree. I agree um, absolutely. I mean, you add Ha Ha big play, uh, free safety to that back. Field now, and on I mean, top defense, of that, the defense is already pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, their back end has two big playmakers, two big hitters, two short tacklers. Um, and I think it's gonna help out the cornerbacks a little bit, it's gonna help out the pass rush a little bit. But and- you
2: know what? It, my concern with them getting high, high is a is with Monte. It's like, okay, I understand Monte is young, I know he's banged up a little bit too. But I hope this is a situation where he can sit back and learn from Clinton Dix and and see how to truly play the position, so he can be back there. You know, it, he's gonna rotate in because mm-hmm. now we have two true free safeties on our team now. Yeah, and, ba- and, are, and, and based on
0: and based on coverage. Play, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: I, don't know. I was just gonna ask real quick. Do you think there's
1: any way he can play maybe the slot in the big nickel formation? Yeah, you you said what, are you this? talking about Nicholson? No, yeah. no. Um, do you
2: about?
0: No, no. Me and you basically you asked it as a question, but I was just gonna make it as a statement. I was like, yeah. there could be formations where both of them could be on the field at the same time.
2: Right. Yeah. I, I don't see that. Okay. Because I don't I see seen that it. because because they they pretty much are focused on their young corners. To play in mm-hmm. nickel and then big nickel you're talking about um harvey clemens that's going to be there oh okay. josh
0: harvey clemens i remember he played at georgia
2: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah i remember that
2: okay
0: he transferred to louisville uh, after a couple years then he got he went to the nfl
2: mm-hmm. yeah because there were a couple of times a few weeks ago where i was wondering why he wasn't out there because we were getting torched by like the tight ends we were getting torched by running backs i was like that's mm-hmm. the guy we on because they had uh mason foster out there i was like mason yeah no yeah, yeah josh that's Clinton's
0: a little bigger than him
2: yeah no 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 mason's bigger than josh but josh is more right. agile and, and well fat and okay savvy. that's
0: true. i didn't know their sizes out because i already knew josh was a fairly decent sized corner so i didn't know he
2: was he was tall yeah he was tall
0: right right
2: but yeah, right. I mean, what about, um, what
0: about these Eagles? The Eagles getting golden Tate? That's a big that? time
1: target, bro. Cause now, I mean, he could play slot. He could play it outside. That's going to take pressure off of Alshon Jeffrey a little bit. Okay. Um, he's dependable on third down. Like, I don't like the guy at all. I think he's a bit too uh, animated for somebody of his um, caliber, but you know, he has a good receiver. And but who's gonna run the ball for the Eagles? That's gonna be the question. I still think that the Bills might wave Shady and they'll pick him up. That'll be their only hope. I it might... may be some type of un you know unwritten agreement where okay we'll cut him, you're gonna pick him up obviously, mm-hmm. and you know they kind of do it like that since the trade deadline has passed. Right. So that would be something to look at. Because right now they're talking about keeping Josh Allen out since, you know, they really they have nothing to play for. So
0: Right. I, I like the Golden Tate pickup. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is a good ideal spot for him because Golden Tate is a good receiver. He teeters on that number one, number two receiver. Yeah, it's like you mm-hmm. think he's a number one, and sometimes he shows that he's not. And then yeah. you think he's a number two, and then he plays like a number one. So right. I, I think this is a good spot for him because he does not have to worry about being one or the other. They'll just yeah. put him, like you said, in a slot and that'll work. Um, what about uh, Tom Montgomery going to the Ravens? Um, I think I've Man. always thought this kid was a fraud. I'm sorry.
1: I, I never liked Tom Montgomery at running back. I, I don't, don't know what he did in practice that carried over to the game for him to have that type of attitude I mean I know that there's two running backs better on that team than him and he's yeah, probably I, 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 I just yeah. thought
0: I just thought they just filled the, they just put him there just to save space and and and, and shit on Eddie Lacy I, I
2: never thought that he no, was. That's a, the name I was thinking about. They really
1: put him there because they had injury problems. And, he, yep. of course, Eddie Lacy had weight problems. He was a placeholder. They yeah, that's what I'm saying. They had that Williams and Jones that are better than him.
0: Exactly. I just never yeah. thought he was a good running back. And the Ravens just got him. I, I'm going to be honest. I think if you want to talk about winners and losers, overall, you could look, talk about every team that lost a player lost. But as far as the Packers go, I don't think they lost. I think the Ravens lost in this one because I don't see them using Ty Montgomery the same way the Packers didn't. Even if they did, he he wasn't that effective at, at the position.
1: And that's what sucks is okay. Let's say you put him back a receiver. There's no space for him there either between Geronimo Allison, Devontae Adams, uh, Randall Cobb. There's nowhere for him to fit on that team. It was a good trade I think for them. The Ravens, I don't have any idea see, how to go. That, do see it.
0: that's what I'm saying. Like everybody who lost players yeah. like like the Lions, they're the losers in their trade. You know, the Broncos, definitely the losers in their trade. You know, the Jaguars, what the fuck were they thinking? You know they, that is. You know you know what I'm saying? Trade. But like with this trade, it's like the Ravens, like what are you doing? Even when Tom Montgomery was a receiver, I I, I always thought he was just fool's gold. I, I never I, thought he was that guy. I did too. You know, but let's yeah. talk about let, let's let's talk about these Rams. The Rams get Dante Fowler on top of a front seven. It's already just ridiculous.
1: You add some athleticism to that linebacking core. Ugh, man, it's it's it's, it's gonna be tough, man. The NFC NFC's definitely going through Los Angeles. I don't think there's any doubt about that right now. I mean, what are they the only undefeated team left in the NFL, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. they are, yeah. They I mean, played
0: a, I mean uh, th- this, Saints, this Saints game this weekend will tell you everything you need to know because they're going into New Orleans to play them That's and good. if they play with that intensity which personally I think they can because I don't I don't think the Saints defense is that good they, they've gotten better within a few weeks but mm-hmm. I don't think they're that good but based on this game you can easily see where the rest of the NFC is going to go because mm-hmm. these are the two top teams but um I'm still leaning towards the Rams because of that that front seven, that defense. But Drew Brees is that quarterback, so you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's say Damaris Thomas leave uh, Denver. He goes to the Texans. He's
2: yeah, watching more weapons, mm-hmm. more weapons, especially on the outside. I think that's what it crazy.
0: is. And the thing about it is Damaris Thomas do not have to be that guy to exactly. blow, blow over the top like he was in Dallas. Because when he was in Denver – Denver, even though Emmanuel Sanders was there and, you know, you had the Eric Deckers or whatever, was there? Mm-hmm. Damaris Thomas was that deep threat. A lot of people yeah. didn't really realize it. he was a deep threat. Even though Emmanuel Sanders was more fit for it, that offense was fit around
1: Damaris being
0: the deep threat.
1: And what when makes him-, him scary is that he's kind of like that T.O. build where you can throw the ball short to him and you wouldn't expect him to, on a screen, take it to the house. And right. all of a sudden, he just knows how to navigate his way through a defense.
0: Well, not only that, you already and you got that on top of a guy who is really a deep threat yeah. on that team already. So, yep. I mean, and you already got it. You had a really good quarterback in Deshaun Watson that's really going to – he's going to see some much better numbers now. Just he, imagine
1: if Will Fuller was healthy.
0: Right. Because I think that's
1: why they made this move. You know, yeah, they're obviously going to make a playoff he went, push.
0: Yeah, because he went down. He went yeah, down. they're
1: going to win this division. And Demarius Thomas is an upgrade over Will Fuller. He's bigger. He's 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 better route running. He's better. So, man, that, that makes them a bit scary, especially since J.J. Watt has been playing well off of that injury. Jadavion Clowney. I know you can't stand him, but he's a damn chicken. But
0: he's has been, hey, hey, he's hey, been. I, 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 I may I may change that. I may just call him a chicken because he has stepped up. Yeah. I, him, I, 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 I don't I don't hate players who come from South Carolina and actually ball. Also even Swearinger,
2: if like, you wanna make that same statement for the Swearinger, because you did call him a chicken earlier. So
0: <laughs> anyway, Also <laughs> Al- <sighs>
2: Hey,
0: the jury's still out on him, okay? Him, Stefan, him, no, Stephon, no, listen, him, Stefan Gilmore, there is jury still out on the asses. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I reserve. They still damn chickens. but Jamie and Clowney after them damn injuries, he was faking. He finally he <laughs> got back and he's he doing this thing. So I, I, I,
1: still, I, I still balling, and they got uh, uh Tyra Matthew, big play, big playmaker.
0: Don't so, they got Jonathan Joseph on that team still? Yep, <laughs> and
1: uh, they have a cornerback who's chicken. not bad. Tremaine Johnson No, he's not on that team no more. No. no. More.
0: Alright, who else Who else had a trade? I mean, we talked to me and
1: we uh, talked
0: about uh, the um the trade with Dallas. We talked about that last week. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, DJ? I'm, I'm Amari Cooper
2: going to Dallas? Your team's division. I don't know. But I'm like, I really it Dallas, to me has lost their rhythm as far as where they're supposed to run their offense through. Right now, they're running through Dak when they're supposed to be running through Elliott. And that's a failure of Jason Garrett.
1: Hey,
0: true, but <laughs> I mean...
2: You got... That, that, look that, at the mean, I, Look, I, at, the, agree, look at the Redskins are doing right now. But that, We were supposed was, to... Okay, we were supposed to run our offense through the air through Alex Smith. We have Adrian Peterson. He's 33 years old. He's carrying the ball more times and his rush for more yards. I think... I don't know I... I can look at the stats right now, but right now, Adrian Peterson is number five in the league yards overall. And he's made, he's had in about three or four games where he's rushed for over 22, 23 attempts, 24, I think, I think it was like 26 in week one. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this man is 33 years old, but yet Dallas can't give the ball to... To uh, Elliot that many times and 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 controlling because I feel like that Prescott is not all world at quarterback I feel like he's a game manager they need a strong run game and they can play defense I'll give Dallas that they can play defense and that's the formula out of the NFC East and that's what to me has been wrong with the Redskins because they tried to go pretty with the passing game and now you see right now they're leading with the run, they're stopping the run, and they're forcing teams to pass when they know they're gonna pass the ball. I and got we t- got playmakers back. I then, got so. two
1: words. Jason Garrett. Yeah, that, he just said
2: that. That's what it all comes down to Jason, Jason
1: Garrett. A failure. Jason Garrett essentially was the one that pushed out Tony Romo. He drafted, well, I mean, Jerry Jones drafted Dak, but never really plans to play him. Uh, once it, once Dak proved he could throw the ball a little bit, it was like, oh, screw Tony Romo. Screw him. Like, I- I'm going to prove that I can, you know, nur- nurture and mature a quarterback. Like,
2: that's
1: it's not, it's not what you're here for, Jason Garrett. You're here because you are a suck-up. And Jerry Jones, for some reason, likes you because he can control you. That's pretty much why. I just don't get how he doesn't get more flack, even when they win. He's basically like Marvin Lewis. He has his job saved weekly by players who are inadvertently making him look like he's actually doing something coaching-wise. Jason Garrett hasn't made a tough coaching decision in years. I don't think he made a decision at all. No. Of course not.
0: I am I'm, I'm looking at the personnel on the field and uh with Dak and Amari Cooper and you still have uh what's that that other receiver they Cole Beasley? Him? Yeah, Cole Beasley. They look like they could be a really good team on paper, and I think, like you guys said, I think it just revolves around the coach. They need a better coach because this team is not bad at all. Even, even with the criticisms of Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott is a game manager per se. I think he's still good enough with the right coaching will get things done for this team. But it's just that you just have a coach, you just have a coach that just don't have it in them.
1: I honestly think benching. Tony Romo was strike one, and Jason Garrett's not dumb enough to get a strike two. So, right now, he's basically following the orders of Jerry Jones because he knows if he tries to do anything radical, he, it, so, it's over.
0: Yeah, they, 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 they need to go ahead and just part ways with him. Right, but I doubt nice. Jerry, Jerry Jones loved that guy, but I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I, I'm just looking at the person. I think it was a good move, mm-hmm. even though they gave up a first round. I mean, they needed a number one receiver. Of course, Dez Bryant, Des Bryant couldn't get open, so they had to get something. Amari Cooper is that guy who actually could do something if he actually decide not to be inconsistent. Mm-hmm. I, I think all I think the personnel is there. Well, see, but I mean they're always gonna be held back by the coach. The oh, issue Wait, wait Bill,
2: before you go, I do have a correction to make because right now I'm looking at the stats. Mm-hmm. So right now Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott is number two in yards, I believe. Mm-hmm. From what I'm seeing. He's number two in yards. I'm like he's getting a decent amount of attempts, but It's, um, I was looking at the game by game splits and it was just like, okay, when he, and it's always typical for teams that have star running backs. If they get 20 or plus more attempts, they're more likely to win the game. And it's just in those games, those winnable games, Ezekiel Elliott wasn't getting the ball. Yeah. I mean, ever since the beginning of time, offense has
1: been built off of running the ball, especially when you have a good defense. And come playoff time, they're gonna need that run game if they make it to the playoffs. So
0: yeah, I mean, I think, I think, it, also I think it. And then when you look at the bigger picture, I think everybody, except for the Giants, they they didn't do too oh, God. I mean, it doesn't matter anyway with the trades they done. Um, I think with all the other teams in the NFC East making moves, I think it just continuously makes the rivalries much better when you're trying to do better and you want to play against your rivals. Because I think. You always want your rivals to be at their best when you beat them, and mm-hmm. it's good to see, you know, haha, Clinton Dix going to the Redskins, you know, Golden Tate is going to the Eagles, and Amari Cooper going to the Cowboys, and
2: and, and the uh, Giants backup Giants going, going to just, jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's going to just, yeah, you know what I'm saying?
0: It's just it's a now. I mean, as far as the Falcons go. My, my 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 main thing they didn't do anything in this trade is obviously they could have done something because they needed some help on defense they have the draft picks or whatever to get somebody the thing i don't like about dan quinn and thomas dimitrov they like to the stand pat but the thing they the one thing i do like on the flip side of that they do bring in talent that can play so i i do like that because it was like they were stuck with Deion jones they love him they went and i didn't know he was gonna be that good keanu neal another one you know they stuck with him when they drafted him in the first round, I'm like, what the hell? He turned out he was pretty good. Tack McKinley's another one, and they don't really try to trade for players because like everybody thought they were gonna get Earl Thomas, didn't happen. He ended up getting hurt. Eric Reed, they didn't get him. Didn't, and even though that Keanu Neal is out, they got the guy Demonte Casey. He's the backup. He's playing pretty good. So it's like I I I kind of wish there was a little bit more as aggressive off. You know, in the front office as they are on the field, mm-hmm. it would make a big difference in my opinion. But I mean, they know better than I do. That's why I'm not an execu- executive executive them. So,
1: so looking um, at the landscape real quick, I just want you guys' thoughts of going into what week ten, right? Yes,
0: okay, week ten coming up.
1: So, I'm looking at the standings. All right, you got the Pat six and two, Chiefs seven and one, Steelers four and two, but the Bengals are five and three, so they're basically tied. Um Texas five
0: and three. I ain't gonna lie, man. I got a feeling, man. And I know y'all might not agree with me on this. Mm-hmm. I think
1: that, I think the Chiefs are fools
0: gold, man.
1: Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna get there. So I got a gut feeling, but I think the nah, food's I gold, you. man. I'm gonna get there. Redskins five and two. Rams are running away with that division. Um Bears are four and three. That that division's just a dog fight right now. And the Saints are six and one, but the Panthers are right on their heels. Okay, so who do y'all think of these teams that are currently leading the division? Who do y'all think is fool's gold right now? Um, VF said the Chiefs.
0: They look good, don't get me wrong. And I like Patrick Mahomes. They're looking good. It's just something about Andy Reid-led coach teams. It, it's something tell me that they're going to fall on their face later on this year. Oh, that, I I just, I, Something just telling me that. I would have now, liked to
1: see the Chiefs go after uh, Devarius Thomas. Now it would have
0: been nice to have him.
1: Yeah, I agree. Now we're talking about just the division leaders? Just the division yeah. leaders right now. I know we'll talk about who we think is going to actually get the wild card because it's getting really close to, you know, these games mattering.
2: Well, I already had the playoff picture. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, because I got it in front of me. Yeah, I, I would say out of the division leaders, I'm looking at. Let's see. Well, the Bengals aren't leading the division. They're because of the Steelers tying the, the Browns. But I think it's gonna it's gonna be the the team that has the fool's goal is t- whoever leads the NFC North. I mean AFC North. Mm-hmm. Uh. In the NFC, yeah, that's a, that's
0: that's an easy one. That, that's an easy one. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but that that's an easy one because you look at every team in the NFC North. Like whoever comes out of there is like the motherfucker's not going anywhere.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'll be
0: honest. You look at all four of them. Like yeah, you can win a division, but good luck. Our wild card team's gonna whoop your ass. I, I can see it.
2: Well, I have an easy yeah. team in my head. But go ahead, DJ. I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna take a huge risk and gamble on this one. I'm gonna say Rams. Yeah, I'm gonna say Rams I, I because they've never been at this point. I mean, they've been at that point when they were in St. Louis, but that was right. like a different environment, a different, a totally different, but different team. But yeah. as totally the LA Rams, mm-hmm. they've never been there. And not so, only that,
0: not only that, they can't win big games. Atlanta went into LA and beat them.
2: So that's what I'm saying. I'm looking at the Rams. They're they're ripe for the picking. No, I,
0: I think they're gonna lose this week against the Saints.
2: So I wouldn't doubt it, but
0: I wouldn't doubt it either. So I, I, I mean, I, I I see that the Saints, like I said earlier, I think the Saints' defense is suspect, but I would not be surprised. Cause like I said, the Rams. They don't they don't play big games very well. I mean, they almost lost against the Packers. That wasn't even a big game, but mm-hmm. the big games, like the playoff game, I saw that team just get you know demolished by Atlanta. In the, you know, last year. So yeah, now I, I can understand
2: said, why they couldn't even do anything in that game. I was just like, right, got all these weapons.
1: Now, see, I know I said division leaders, but I'm looking at this NFC South. And I think it's going to be closed down the wire between the Panthers and the Saints. And I'm going to be honest, I think the Panthers are the fool's gold. Mm.
0: Oh, that's another, yeah, I, I can agree with that. They're, they're, I mean, we've been talking about this for the past two years. Their secondary is still suspect as shit. Yes. Even with Eric Reed on the, on the defense, I mean, you can't even name their
1: corners. Uh-huh.
0: I mean, their corners have been terrible since Josh Norman left. I
1: mean, you look uh-huh. at their wins right now. The Ravens have no line. The Eagles have their running back completely injured. They lost to the Redskins.
0: But I will agree, though, that was a big win for Carolina,
1: though. I, I agree. Because they had to come that, back was a and very win that game. Big, yeah, that was a very big win
0: for Carolina. But think
1: about this. You gave up 31 to the Giants, who couldn't score True. pretty much anything. But that, that, goal, that goes back to, to the secondary. Yeah. I mean... I'm Bengals. telling
0: you, man, I, I get you with Carolina. Something, my gut feeling is telling me that something is up with the Chiefs later on this year. They're going to break the Chiefs fans' heart. I, I, I just, you know they, they're, they're, probably, they're probably like that team that's just like one year away. You know what, it is, you know what I mean,
1: Andy Reid? Andy Reid, towards the end of the season, always stops running the ball. And and not, we,
0: only that, it, not only that, he does yeah. boneheaded plays. It's yeah. called boneheaded plays.
1: Right. And then you get to the playoffs and you wonder, why can the Chiefs all of a sudden not run the ball? Why can the Andy Reid-led team not run the ball? It was like that with Westbrook. Yeah.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. I, you know a team that I like, though, mm. on the flip side? A team that y'all need to watch out for possibly this year. And uh, big time, possible wave down the road possibility sure. this year. But definitely miss, no the Chicago Bears. I'm liking Mr. Bisky. I don't care. What nobody. Bro, I like
2: that kid. That was going to be the t- other team I was going to pick that was Fool's Gold. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: easily this year. They're be, not
2: ready. Yeah.
0: They're not ready.
2: Yeah, because the Vikings ready, but... right now are just half a game, really half a game behind them. Didn't I to in that division? I, you know what? I could see
1: the Bears fall in the third. Yeah, you, you know, could. The I mean, always you're... make a late push. The Lions are not dead in the water yet. They got that rookie running back who's really...
0: Yeah, he's nice. Carryon Johnson's nice. But, I, I mean, like I was saying, like, I don't see it this year
1: mm-hmm.
2: with
0: Chicago, but they got the makers of being a really good team, like, within a year or two. They really do. I and hate to... Say... I, 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 I like the structure of that team right now.
1: I hate to say this because this is surprising me, but I could honestly see the Seahawks making it into the playoffs this year, and I never thought I would say that with that offensive line. But somehow, some way Russell Wilson is having a phenomenal year. They're four and three right now. I'm looking at all these other teams who are on the bubble. I mean, you got the Panthers five and two. Everybody else is four and three.
0: I think I, I think you you're onto something with that. I mean, they're a pretty good team. Uh, Russell Wilson is playing good football their defense is not That team really reminds me of the Falcons right now They won their last two you look at Matt Ryan's numbers his numbers are phenomenal right now That's another team if either Seattle team defense gets together get it together Or if Atlanta gets their defense back in order as far as injuries and players coming back those two teams could be dangerous if they do get a wild card. I, I I'm right there with you on that one. I really believe that. Do you guys
1: so, think
2: the Eagles make it in? If they don't build, if they don't build their run game, I'm it, confident it, in their pass game. But if they don't build that run game, it, that was their that was their solution last year. It's it not. It's,
0: it's, yeah, it, that's true. But it's not even the fact that if Philadelphia does this, you need to worry about the other teams in that division or yes. something. Because Dallas, even though we just had our uh, talks about Dallas, if Dallas just decides to start win games, you know, playoff time is a different story,
1: uh-huh. you
0: know, and Washington keep doing what they're doing, Philadelphia could find themselves in third place. Let me tell you
1: something. <laughs> Philly faces the Cowboys twice in the next five weeks. They face the Redskins. They face the Saints in New Orleans.
0: Exactly. It is not
1: looking good right now. The Giants might be a dub, but after that, you got the Rams then you got the Texans.
0: No, but also, oh, mind, sh- you of this, though, mind you of this, though, the Giants are a terrible team right now. But you always got to remember, that is a divisional game. You never yeah. know what might happen. right I mean, And like, they look, got three you know
1: divisional saying? games back to back to back because they, the, they got the Giants, then the Redskins, then the Cowboys. Then, like I said, after that, they're facing the Rams and the Texans back to back. They're finishing the season against the Redskins. They have a possibility of yeah. Having a three or four game slide right there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, I know. Pooh's probably going to listen to this and probably be shitting the shitting bricks. But I mean, that's the honest (laughs) truth. That's why. Look at that schedule. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. But uh, like, seriously, like you look at that schedule, Dallas. I mean, none of them really have it easy. But for all intents and purposes, if those two teams decide to play good football, Philly could be in trouble. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah.
1: I mean, just speak on my team real quick. We got the Packers this week. Um, That's going to be a big-time showdown. I'm not going to absolutely call that a W. I think I got it. I think we'll pull it out, but Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. He always seems to up his play against the other top quarterbacks in the league. After that, you got the Titans. That's a wash. Jets is a divisional game. That could always go either way on the road. Then we got the Vikings. Dolphins always play us tough in Miami. Then we got the Steelers. Le'Veon might be back by then. Um, Patriots at home, and then uh, they're facing yeah, the Bills.
0: I, I, so, I I'm mean, glad you said that. I think Le'Veon has, by what, like, next couple days to sign or something like that?
1: Well, he can't sign, but he has the next couple days to report before I think he right. for something.
0: Yeah, I saw it somewhere. I can't remember what it is.
1: It's going to get ugly.
0: Sure. I know we play. I know the the Falcons played DJ's team this week. I don't. I don't know how that's going to play out. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest the with
2: Falcons you. Falcons have won the last few games last against games. the the Redskins. Including, I remember one that uh, Kirk Cousins threw a late interception in overtime that uh, was returned for a game winning touchdown, and then I, I I don't know what happened. To, to, last
0: year. So, I mean, I'm I'm just astounded by Matt Ryan's numbers and I'm not saying this cuz I'm a homer, but I'm dead serious. These are like the numbers that he put up when he won an MVP. I mean, he's 20 I mean, he's 187 for 263. He's already thrown for over 2300 yards, 15 touchdowns, two interceptions. He's completing 71% of his passes this is numbers that he had prior to I mean these are better numbers that he had the MVP season the problem is I think you guys could end up winning that game because of the defense is still just they're not there at all I mean you're still missing both your safeties and your middle linebacker. um the main thing about that is y'all could possibly run the ball on us and Adrian Peterson possibly the comeback player of the year could probably get another 100 yards a game
1: and I I will stress this once again to the Falcons fans and everybody else who continues to belabor this stupid point. Who cares if Julio Jones has a touchdown this year? Because, quite frankly, in the red zone this year, Gronk has a big goose egg in completions. And. Yeah, let alone touchdowns. The th- th- definitely not. They've only thrown the ball to him twice. And guess what? The Patriots are 6 to 2. So that to be the least my, of everybody's
0: worries. My my, right is, my, 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 main, my main thing is that I don't let that the whole thing with Julio stress me. I don't even let yeah. the team stress me anymore cuz I was like really pissed off that he started off at 1 and 4, but I mean injuries are a part of the game and when you're next man up, you always say next man up, but when the next man up don't do his job, you just throw your hands up and say, "You know what? It is what it is." <laughs> I, Matt, I like I, I can't stress enough. Like Matt Ryan's playing really good. He's playing a lot better than I thought he would. I mean, he hasn't thrown a touch. I mean, he hasn't thrown an interception in his last like two hundred and thirty or two hundred and forty attempts. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's like that's like really good. And if he keeps it up, I don't know how many games they'll win. But he de- it, it'll be like a Matt Stafford moment that you got all these good stats, probably one of the top in, um, players, quarterbacks in the league, and don't get recognition because you're like seven and nine or six and ten. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. It it, it kind of sucks, but I think I like I said I think the I think your Redskins are probably pulling out, if, especially if they can get the running game going.
2: Well, my main concern with the Redskins obviously is the passing game. I'm like I'm looking at the receiving stats: Jordan Reed, Chris Thompson lead lead with twenty nine, twenty eight receptions, and then your receivers, your 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 outside receivers, eighteen, sixteen, and then Crowder's been hurt. So it's been like a mash unit. We just got Paul Richardson back to this last game. And I'm trying to figure out, like, they got Michael Floyd. And it's like, okay, you got Michael Floyd, Brian Quick. And it's like, why don't you start working them in a little bit more? They're big targets, Quick and Floyd, that you can actually use in the red zone to go along with Jordan Reed. So it's just like, right. this is where the failure of Jay Gruden as a play caller comes to mind knowing that i'm like okay i have the personnel to run bigs i can also run pick plays in in the red zone i I have a run game that everyone's going to be start. everyone's going to start adjusting to the skins and putting eight in the box so you're going to have your one-on-one matchups on the outside it's going to happen and that's why i think the redskins passing game will take off once teams start stacking the box against adrian peterson
0: yeah, I, I mean, it, I mean that's probably one of the one ways to stop them. And, and I said, if y'all are going to pass the ball, you have to do like some real like three quick three three step drops. Cause um one thing that's another thing about the fact that the front seven is still pretty decent. Mm-hmm. So if you if you want to you know get the passing game going, your best bet is to get the three step drops, quick slants or whatever. Get Smith and but rhythm, yeah. Get him in yeah, rhythm. Get I mean, him going. If you, if you, if you try to step back and try to throw the ball tack mckinley and them they're going to try to get to them and they they will because they they're a pretty good pass rushing team my like i said my main concern is like if you know just the defense in general behind that front seven i mean they don't have anybody i mean i ain't gonna say they don't have anybody because true is pretty good but he has a problem with holding at times you don't have your safeties and you know i hate to say it but robert alford is probably our best corner right now even though you Know he has his issues at times, so I that's why I think you guys will pull it off. Plus, we're playing in Washington, so it's not going to be easy, but
2: uh, um, yeah, about playing in Washington, that's yeah, we're, we're not the best home team. I'm like, you know, we <laughs> won, we won on the road just last week, and then we beat Dallas, that was a home game, but we tend to, you know. Pissing our pissing our pants when it comes to the home games, especially nationally televised games, which this one isn't. So that's that's one we don't have to worry about. But still, it's a home game, and part I don't know if the crowd's gonna if the stadium's gonna be full or if it's gonna be sparse. I don't know.
0: Okay, so um, since we have not talked about enough of the NFL stuff, so um, y'all want to talk about this Maryland thing? We did say we're gonna talk about the Maryland uh situation with DJ Durkin. Um, I'm in the dark of all of this, so uh you guys can shed light on it and uh, I'll just react because I know it was a big thing going on at Maryland about a player dying and the, the coaches and the staff was possibly involved. But um, if you guys know better than I do, go ahead and shed some light and let everybody know what's going on.
2: Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take the lead on this one. Um, well, basically what happened was that Jordan McNair, who was a player on the university of Maryland, uh, college football team had, let me see. He pretty much died from, comp- I think it was like complications from he probably just heat exhaustion or whatnot, but it was the, I would say the late reaction or non-reaction of the coaches that didn't spot that he was in trouble, didn't right. really care that he was in trouble, kind of treated it as, oh, he's just out of shape type deal. I- I've heard some reports where like the coaches are yelling at him using profanity, throwing not just at him, but also there's a bigger issue with the culture uh, at University of Maryland doing the football practices where coaches okay. would like throw trash cans full of vomit, they throw food at them, throw it, stuff like that just to get oh, them wow. through conditioning drills and stuff like that. So Jordan McNair passed out. And then eventually died because they thought, the coaches basically thought he was, you know, just out of shape. And and they said that if they would have administered, it was basically heat exhaustion. So basically they said if they would have immersed him in cold water, like when that happened, he would have survived. Or his chances of survival would have been much higher. But since they didn't, now all of a sudden you have DJ Durkin, who's the head coach. And then there's a – let's see. There's an assistant coach that's also um, involved – his last name is Evans. He was pretty much uh, on – they basically – the coach, DJ Durkin, this assistant coach Evans, and I think there was somebody else that was put on leave of absence up until yesterday, in which the Board of Regents, which – the story actually goes deeper than just, you know, the Board of Regents. It actually t- ties into our governor tour, uh race right now between Hogan and Ben Jealous. But to go back to the, the actual news, uh, DJ Durkin, just within the last few hours, was let go by the University of Maryland after they yeah. re- initially reinstated him and they reinstated the assistant coach. So right now, the assistant coach is still there. I'm trying to pick up his name. The strength the strength coach J- was fired. Okay, he was fired too? Rick Court. There was um, another guy, Evans. Uh, I'm looking.
0: Yeah, I know his last name's Evans. I'm looking at it right now, trying to find out what his name is. Yeah, but that, I mean, if you really look at it, that's a really... That's a crazy situation. It was a said.
2: totally preventable situation. It just... But at the same time, it's like, I wonder how long before the death of Joy McNair this was going on. Like, because this wasn't just a one-time thing. This had been going on and nobody was talking about oh, it. Oh, yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. This, this had been before. All this. Well, see, yeah, the thing, thing
2: that got me was...
1: Um, this shit used to happen in my school as well. Not the... His name death. is...
0: Hold on, hold on. The athletic director, his name was Damon Evans. That's
2: who it was. It was the athletic director. That's what. Um, okay, cool. But yeah, like, um, you know, and obviously
1: not to this extent as far as players dying on the field, but there were a lot of times that the coaches would say a lot of things that were obviously out of pocket, and a lot of people would say, "Oh, that's just a football environment," blah 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 blah, which is fine. But when you start to get into players' health, that that's when it
0: yeah, it's yeah.
1: ridiculous.
0: And I agree, cause I never had a problem with a coach saying stuff out of pocket. Mm. I never, I, when I played ball, I never had a problem. I oh mean, that's coach being coach. But when he actually like physically get up on you, or he, you know, actually do things to you that that's, that can mess with your health, then that's different. I mean, you have to be mentally stable to deal with what people say while you're on the field. I mean, trust me, the coach is saying something. Tr- I, I know there are other players that are saying a lot worse things in the heat of battle when you're on the field. I mean, so, yeah, <clears throat> that's a part of it. But when they fit, when the coach is physically, you know, hurting you, then that's a different story. And that's the thing. I mean, there were a lot
1: of there were a lot of players on my team. Um, we used to have this thing called the Indian Mile, where linemen would start out and get a whole lap basically ahead of all the skill position players, and they would have to catch them and basically finish the mile before the linemen. And a lot of these skill position players were suffering during this because you know, it's it's very physically exerting to catch somebody by pretty much a whole lap around a track. Mm-hmm. Right, And, you know, one day I told the coach, I was like, you know, this is, this is bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's... This is ridiculous. We're the best conditioned team in the city because all we do is run. When are we going to practice football? Oh, you need to be... I said, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm not practicing anymore if we're going to be doing this bullshit. Because right. cause I would go home and literally just pretty much pass out in the tub every I night. I mean, it's
0: one, it's one thing to learn, you know, strength and conditioning and trying to get yourself, you know, in condition right. to, to actually be on the football field. But there's another thing where you're just doing this unnecessary stuff that doesn't help your development or growth. There's not
1: enough water. There's not enough water breaks. Um, the running is absolutely ridiculous to the point where none of the football practice we do is actually um, productive.
0: Yeah, no football-based stuff.
1: You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like once you do that running and then get to football... You know, people make mistakes and you got to run again because you make mistakes. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, right. it's, it's a revolving, it's, it's, a, it's a circle. So, you know, I, I, I literally stopped showing up to practice. I was like, I'm not practicing anymore. This is bullshit. Because all is going to happen is I'm going to run this Indian mile. Run back behind me is going to run the Indian mile. Wire receiver is going to run the Indian mile. Then people going to start dropping passes. What's going to happen? We got to run anyway. So right. it's like, we're not learning anything here. We're not learning the game of football. We're not learning the game of life. We're just running for no reason. Not running nothing.
0: Don't know. Let alone learning what's in the playbook. That's what
1: I'm saying. So I was like, when you want to start coaching the team the right way and stop asking why we're tired, why we're dropping passes, why we're fumbling, why does miss tackles, all that shit. Maybe look in the mirror and realize that we're running too fucking much.
0: Yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder if Maryland pretty much. I, I think they learned their lesson. I, I know it's, it's sad that politicians had to get involved, but um, I wonder if there's other, you know, institutions or other colleges actually running this type of you know situation. And if sure they they are. are. They need to stop. I'm sure there are. Yeah, they are, they yeah. need to stop. This is, this is, this is ridiculous. Nobody needs <clears> to die <throat> trying to play football or even if they do pass out, they should be able to get the, the medical help they need so they can continue to at least live. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's, you know? it's absolutely, it's, oh. it's absolutely ridiculous. It's pushing, there's pushing players to their limits. And then there's doing it because you want to assert your dominance and make an example out of somebody. And this was clearly them trying to
2: assert their dominance and make an example out of somebody. Now the, bigger problem with this i'm like yeah you know i feel i definitely have always felt for the family of jordan mcnair um because you never want to lose your son um cousin nephew what have you or even if it was like a a woman that died under these circumstances you know never want to use basically you never want to lose anybody to these type of of instance. but now it's affecting the gubernatorial election to the point where uh, the regents—thirteen out of seventeen regents—were selected by our current governor of uh, Hogan, who is right now in a race against uh, Benjamin Jealous, and they both have. Let me see. I don't think so much Hogan has said anything, but Jealous has pointed out that the responsibility for the indirect responsibility. I wouldn't say direct responsibility, but the indirect responsibility falls in the hands of Governor Hogan because it was those regents that initially reinstated Durkin in the first place, despite everything that's going on. Because I remember one of the the, uh, students, one of the players, they tweeted out, it's like, you know, it's sad that we have to, you know, go and we, you know, pay our respects to our fallen teammates' uh, memorial, but yet, no one's really held accountable for what happened. So it's like it's it's not even just the 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 coaches. It's not it's not just the athletic directors. Not even just the president of the college. It goes all the way through the government of Maryland, the and all the way to the top to the governor.
0: Well, I mean, you gotta think about it with a situation like this. Um, you know, you know, it was going to get to their desk around this time of the year. I mean, it's election time and all this other stuff, so and they were going to hear about it, and it's pretty much it's going to be up to them if they were going to say something, and and based on the outrage of some students, family members of the uh, fallen football player, uh-huh. and just people on the outside looking in looking at it, you know, they they're going to have to say something. I mean, you know, because it was going to get back to them, you know, so it it's it's just an unfortunate situation all the way around. I'm I'm actually surprised that they tried to reinstate him, honestly
2: yeah that was it overall it's just a sad situation and, and really i'm i'm actually mad that it's actually it's being thrown around in politics in in this upcoming election because it's just yeah, like I agree. It,
0: it, it shouldn't have but i mean you, like i say, you think about the timing i mean just look at you know you, mm-hmm. know, you know it's just, just a really bad timing. trust me if this if this whole situation was happening like a couple months later or if it happened earlier this year that he got reinstated you know a politician you know he probably wouldn't give two shits about it more than likely you know so anything else y'all want to add to it um anything else no we you know that's that's it because i I know we're kind of pressed for time we went over the hour um i know bill said he had another engagement to go to if y'all want to add anything real quick i mean I, i don't have anything else Outside of my Georgia Southern Eagles being seven and one and not being ranked, that's some bullshit. We beat App State. We beat App State number twenty-five. We should be at least number twenty-five. They gave us. They made us number twenty-eight. Hey, what kind of that means nothing. we well, anyway top thirty. Wait, what y'all
1: got? Um, not the 10, only thing I have to say
2: is that the Celtics need to uh, bench, um, Jalen Brown. And all I have to say about the Washington Wizards is that you need to start playing defense. That is the only issue I feel is with that team because that's been a problem except for one year when Paul Pierce was there. They were playing defense, and they were doing some great things on defense. The moment this, the Washington Wizards dedicate themselves to playing defense instead of worrying about certain players not being ag- aggressive enough on offense or obviously the whole team is not being aggressive enough on defense, you look at the the, the Washington Capitals, they dedicate themselves to defense. They could score. Obviously they were a good offensive team. They could they dedicate themselves to defense and they want to stand the cup. The Washington Redskins dedicate themselves to defense. They could their offense is sputtering a little bit outside the run game. They're five and two sitting on top of the NFC East. So when the fact that the, the Wizards are, what, one and, and six, about to go one and seven, and I'm getting my ass whipped because even in the 2K game, they ain't playing defense. And it's like we're worried about, let's say, we use the example, Otto Porter. We're worried about Otto Porter not being aggressive enough. He can't create his own shot. We're really worried about the offense. Where we're giving up 124 points a game, which is last. in the the league it's a running it's a joke it's a running gag it's a internet twitter meme the washington wizards defense that needs to change i don't care if you change the i don't care if you fire the coach i don't care if you fire the gm somebody needs to get in john wall's ear bradley bill's ear and the rest of that team because yeah right now dwight i'm drawing a blank (laughs) Right.
0: Hey, man, it's still early, man. Look, but, listen. But I'll, man,
2: I'll listen. tell you what, he comes, I can't remember his name for some reason, but it's just, I'm Dwight so Howard. focused on, yeah, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard alone is not going to turn this team around defensively. The team needs to play team defense like they did when Paul Pierce was there. They played team defense. They will start shutting down teams because offensively they are on par with the rest of the league minus, you know, the the. The Golden State Warriors, which, yeah, obviously it's a stacked team, so
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean my Bulls are twenty five right now. I mean, I I don't expect nothing less. Right. I, I still think they're capable with the talent on their team, the young talent I still think they're capable of getting number four, number five in the East. But I mean I
2: told you that wasn't gonna happen.
0: Hey, listen. This is an eighty-two game season. You never know what might oh, that's, happen. That's I, I'm just
2: eighty-two saying. more reasons why they listen, won't get number four, listen, or number five. Listen, you just yeah, your
0: team had your team has problems. You stick to those right now.
2: Your team, your team used to be my team, and I remember when those problems started in Chicago. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, two words: Jerry Reinsdorf. Uh huh. Oh no, God, butter. don't go there. <laughs> Jesus, don't go there, please. Hey, I gave butter. you a topic for next week. <laughs> you did, you did.
0: Um, I I don't have anything else, man. I think we can close it out. I mean, I I mean, I, I just want to throw it out there again. I cannot be more. First of all, I can't be more happy than having this podcast. You guys are the greatest. Even though we don't link up every week, every time we do link up, it's always a great episode. I do appreciate you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, here. yep. Second, Definitely. I. I'm really, I'm really happy with my Georgia Southern Eagles. I can't stop talking about them. I'm so happy that <laughs> I'm serious, man. These guys were two and ten last year. These dudes were absolute trash, and for them to bring in the the coach, they, they made him from interim coach to head coach, and he basically turned this team around. They're number one in all of college football in takeaways. This team is really good. They went up against Clemson. Obviously, they got they got beat. They didn't get blown out. They got beat. Yeah, because Florida State got blown out. Yeah, then Florida State got blown out. I mean, we we At held Clemson. Home, to, if you. that if it if it means anything that we held Clemson to thirty eight points in Clemson, I guess that means something. But um, they, these guys are playing really good football, and I hope that they continue to grow because I think with them being in the Sun Belt, I think they'll be able to grow to be a bigger team and possibly get out of that conference and be in a bigger conference. South Georgia has some very good, talented football players, and Georgia Southern is um, no—they're—they're no uh, slouch as far as picking up that talent. I mean, they didn't win six national championships for a reason in the FCS. They know what they're doing down there, and they're just so happy. I'm just happy for them to, to turn it around and. I think they're the best smallest school in the country and I'm just happy for them but uh, I, I don't have anything else. You guys want to close it out with a, what you guys got?
2: Well you know if uh, we weren't running over you would have to answer some charges about uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 being over oh. I
0: think it still is oh. I, I, I'm guilty as charged
2: Yes you uh,
0: it,
1: are it, it, That's, that's, that's going to be I'll a topic that. next week because no, you buttered it, us up real good with the way you were talking about that game starting out
2: But no he did butter me up I was going to throw that out there anyway Man, listen! No, I can fight listen, through I, the emotional I, I, stuff. I <laughs> said
0: it, it. I said. I said it again. I, I said it on Twitter. I said it in the DM. I said it. Again. That game is a very good game, and the fight that is overhyped that doesn't knock the game off. It's just that some people what oh boy, you said. in the goddamn some people in this
2: <laughs> goddamn gaming community acting like it's hold up. What, like you, just, hold up. what you said? What? What, he, was like, so what you people, say? he was like, man, people just uh, don't want to reveal the issues with this game. The just like it has a game. Yeah, the game, the game has game issues. Has issues. But I can tell yeah, you, right yeah. now, it's the HDR. You know, at least it's, on PS4. ADR. you don't want to play. Yeah, HDR on PS4 yeah, is in, trash. In, 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 so input you want to play input. Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, in,
0: input lag. There is there's some significant input lag in that game. And uh, some of the I controls don't, don't are
2: yeah, I have an experience. So, so. Some
0: some controls are layered on top of each other. Like you can accidentally pull your gun on somebody when you're trying to talk to them.
2: well it, it, it's over control. Error, not, not oh, no I agree. No,
0: but no, I, I agree. DJ, you're right. That is human error. Now, me, I don't have a problem with it because I I, I, I'm that. a gamer. I can I can adapt to the controls issue. Are you but saying you saying else everybody sucks everybody
1: Oh my yeah, yeah, gosh. Abs- absolutely. We we'll gotta do yeah, this every- extra
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. everybody out everybody outside of this goddamn Damn, podcast yeah, can't adapt like we do. I agree.
2: Everybody.
0: Damn. I agree. Fuck? Everybody outside everybody outside this podcast can adapt to the controls outside. But well, they of
2: can my- according
0: to V F. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think I just I th- honestly I just think the, the controls are a little overlapped. There are certain buttons to do extra things and it's like, for a game like that, it's it's kind counter- of counter counterintuitive, but, I mean, if you play the game, you know what to do, but it's just, it's not ideal to have controls like that. Well, I, that's all I'm saying. Well, they need to learn. But some God people, but like I said, there's some <laughs> people out there who, some people out there play this game, and they, they act like there's no problem, it's like the greatest game since God made man. It's like... Pump your brakes.
2: And for the women, you know, God that's, treat women too. Just, just throw that out there. So that's oh, I, side.
0: I, but I'm saying, that, yeah, that is true. But I'm not trying to make this a gender issue. I'm just saying it's God made man as far <laughs> the
1: saying,
2: first man totally that was made.
0: Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But no, I'm scrambling. Is I'm... Red Dead 2 the, the forbidden fruit that we're not supposed to?
0: <laughs> hey, that's
1: totally up to y'all,
0: and, man.
2: And I had never seen anybody scramble for their life more than RG 3 Oh, man. I'm going to watch yeah, the Seahawks game this year,
0: day. Y'all, y'all call, y'all call it what y'all want, but I still stand by. It. I think people overhype the game. I don't think it's a bad game, I think it's a very good game. But yeah. some people take it to astronomical proportions. I do, I do I, I'll stick with that. <laughs> I still will stick with I it. Had, if
2: you go, get, the, you go up stand, and down, that park Then I had to, because we've been going. The, we went the whole podcast, kind of like playing court. But I had to, I had to do it. I had to. That's
0: fine. That's fine. And, and hey, look, you you're not gonna get me. You're not gonna make me change my mind. You can go up and down Twitter, and you can just I can validate my point just going up and down Twitter with some people saying about this game. Oh, yes, like, it, like there's no fucking problem with this game. Like, it, 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 it's, <laughs> it, it's shit, you know. Crazy. All I got
1: to say is, B-Fife, we need you back on here soon. Yep. Because I, mean, pro-
2: I saw you on any given oh, Sunday. I-, I saw you on a podcast. B-Fife, I saw you. Oh, he was Rage actually on guess- the
0: podcast as a guest? Yes.
2: Well, him and 8 go oh, back yeah. a long time. Oh yeah, they made that. So, I, I, so I, I was just that. like, yeah, that was that was a nice uh, guest appearance by B Five. Yeah, yeah, so.
0: I get that. I, I I I expect that, but I mean, I'm not worried about B Five has been here before. Somebody else that hasn't been on here yet. Oh right? yeah. yeah, and, so, and well, you know, that, that that's that's the one I'm talking we about. You already
1: know. And Waikia.
0: Exactly. B five has paid his dues already. And,
2: <laughs> and let me let me go ahead and give a shout out to the Any Given Sunday podcast. That is a lively bunch over there with Hard Eight and crew. I oh, that's yeah, very Every, good every very Sunday, good I used to watch um, I, I, I am, podcasts podcast. Uh, and ever since Hard Eight started his own joint, yeah, then yeah, there. A,
0: I'm a, um I'm a pretty good, you know, I, I'm a pretty big fan of the uh, Any Given Sunday podcast. I'm a Patreon supporter over there. And um, they're doing great things over there. I, I totally agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have anything else. Um, I'm going to go ahead and close it out. Uh, anything, anything final for the last time? That's
1: yeah. it. Keep supporting the podcast, please.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, you can find this podcast every Thursday morning. We're going to try to start getting it out possibly late Wednesday night. But every Thursday morning, the podcast will be up. You can find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, um, YouTube. I'm trying to get it on Stitcher and Spotify. Um, and also you can take the RSS feed which will the link will be down in the description of the YouTube channel Where you can just take the RSS feed and put in your favorite um, podcast app so you can uh, listen to us on the go And um, that's pretty much it um, You can find me on Twitter VF you can find DJ on Twitter DJ 81 also finds bills on Twitter bills forth all that will be in the description of the YouTube channel um, a description if not you don't watch us or listen to us on youtube just find us on twitter at those um twitter handles and that'll be it we'll be out peace peace